When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Rolling into hour number two, Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN on a Wednesday. And of course, that always means we get to join up with Mike Tannenbaum, give us some insight. And off the conversations we've had in this first hour, it is absolutely a perfect time to bring him in. So let's bring him in in the Mike Tannenbaum Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Mike T., Happy New Year. How are you? Good. Good to be with you guys. Happy and healthy New Year. So we've been talking about, to start the show, where both New York teams are going into the last week. And it's, you know, the, the awkward place, of course, because the games are technically meaningless. Of course, when you look at draft positioning, though, they are not. And so I guess I, I want to begin with you just asking you how you approach these games. I know you don't have a ton of experience in that, but I'm just asking, like, like, like if you were – like, I was just saying to Bart, I wouldn't want to play Garrett. I wouldn't want to play Brees. I'd want to keep them in bubble wrap. Let's get into the offseason healthy. This game means nothing. Yes, you want to beat Bill Belichick and end this streak and all that stuff. That's, that's an emotion as a fan. But if I'm taking emotion out and going business – I'm like Garrett. You are healthy. You've had a great year. You've got a thousand yards. But I want next year to start now, and I want you to be healthy with no setbacks. Breesall, same thing. Like, do you agree or disagree with me on that? It's an interesting point. Every situation is, you know, going to be individualized. I would certainly consider it, or maybe monitor their reps because um, you do want to win the game. This is the last game of the season. I, I remember one year, like. We got the chance to play for eight and eight and felt like we won the Super Bowl. We didn't have a losing season and we put everything into that game. So every situation is different, Alan, but you're, it's, it's a very fair point. You know, like to have those cornerstone guys healthy in the offseason is a really good start to next year. Now, we're looking at the Giants situation and the Giants situation is a little bit different from the Jets situation when you consider the fact that. You know, they're in a position to take a quarterback. And I know this has been a debate, you know, whether you're talking about Chicago, but also I feel like Chicago and the Giants find themselves in a similar situation. They have a contract where they can kind of get out and, and avoid paying, you know, big money or reset their clock. Um, the, the Giants uh, a little bit sooner than, 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 the, than the Jets because they can get out of that contract in two years. If the Giants find themselves in the fourth, you know, fourth spot, like, how how tough of a decision is it if you have, you know, one of those quarterbacks sitting there to pull the trigger and restart the clock on your quarterback position? Yeah, Bart, I think it's an incredibly easy decision. If I'm the Giants, I don't know how I can't not draft. I have to get a quarterback, period, end of story. You know, is it because of the Daniel skills? Jones, is it because of skills or the health considerations? I think it's it's everything. I, I think what you want in your quarterback is you want somebody that is a durable, productive, 17-game starter year in and year out that you could meaningfully compete for a championship. I've never had Gardner Minshew at $4 million a year than Daniel Jones and Matt Ryan. 
one. So if the Giants are picking third, fourth, fifth, sixth, it does, they need a quarterback. They need one, in my opinion, desperately. And how do you have one? How are you going to compete with Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts? Um, there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the NFC. If you go that route, Mike, you're essentially then starting next year with Daniel Jones, who's coming off an injury, and then this rookie quarterback who's going to be the number two? Is is that basically what you're going to have in the quarterback yep. room? Alan, look, the best players should play. And we're seeing rookie quarterbacks play sooner and sooner. And if you draft, you know, Jaden Daniels, like whoever it may be, he may be better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has to be able to stay healthy, be productive, and not turn the ball over. And um, the way these quarterbacks are coming out now, that, that, that fourth pick, fifth pick, that, that may be your best player, and the best player should play. Look, we're, we're seeing C.J. Stroud lead the Houston Texans with a rookie head coach, by the way, to the playoffs. And now they're set for a long time. So to me, go get the best quarterback you can get and let them all compete. Does that blow up the team then? Are you, are you then letting Saquon walk? Or, or are you like how do you do this now? Because you don't really have a bona fide wide receiver. Waller is an injury-prone tight end that you're you're married to, and then it's Saquon Barkley. So this rookie quarterback comes in. There's not really a, you know, if if Barkley's not there, what's his weapons like? What's he what's he working with? Yeah, I've been pretty clear on that one too. I would sign Saquon Barkley for a number of reasons. He's your best player. He's your best offensive weapon. He's your leader. And with the San Francisco 49ers are showing the world that like when you have the right running back there. They matter, and they're difference makers. And to me, Saquon Barkley is still young. He's productive. And, again, he, he's the face of your franchise. And here's what your locker room saying. In part, you know this. If you don't pay Saquon Barkley, who do you pay? And I just think it's really important to take care of a cornerstone player um, because he does everything you want from a franchise, including scoring touchdowns. But do you have the same injury concerns about Saquon Barkley as you do about Daniel Jones? It seems like every other year he's missing major time. So what does that contract look like, and how does that stop you from proceeding forward? Yeah, I think it's two years of guaranteed money. Um, and then, you know, average per year it probably has to be – look, you can look at some of these compromise deals that come in around like $14 million a year mm-hmm. like Jonathan Taylor – Yep. And I think that's pretty fair. I, I think the irony, though, is you talk about Saquon Barkley's injuries, but yet they went out and acquired Darren Waller, who has a demonstrative you know, track record of being hurt, or paying Daniel Jones, who's been hurt before. So, you know, if I was Saquon Barkley's camp and they were using that, you know, in any discussion, I, I would find that to be falling short when you look at Waller and Jones. So, so it's interesting um, what your, your opinion there. Uh, about Daniel Jones and going forward. It makes sense, right? His neck, degenerative neck injury, knee injury, he's been injured, not durable. Um, but when you go to the Bears, Justin Fields is playing very well. Do you think he can, put one, pull back a, a first-round draft pick so that if you trade him, you get a first-round draft pick? And two, can Chicago afford to be the organization that passed on Patrick Mahomes for Mitchell Trubisky? Can they be the the team that traded their first round draft pick when they could have had CJ Stroud in, in, underneath a rookie um, type of deal? And can they pass on maybe another generational talent in May or Caleb Williams? 
if you're sitting there, how, is that the most difficult decision to make in all the sports right now or, or, or in the NFL, the decision to retain Justin Fields or to let him go or try and trade him? Yeah, like so for me, I think Justin Fields has gotten a lot better. I think he's a good player, and I would trade him because I would go get Caleb Williams. And that contract, guys, when veteran quarterbacks are getting $55, $60 million a year, and you could go get Caleb Williams, who's going to make eight or nine million dollars, like that's a no-brainer to me. I think Caleb Williams will turn out to be a better player than Justin Fields. But let's say for a second that they were even. There's still another forty-five to fifty million dollars your savings uh, by getting, you know, one, one quarterback. Not to say that Fields is going to get that much, but he's certainly going to command at least thirty, thirty-five million dollars. So, to me. When I look at the money, it really becomes a very easy decision. And I think the team that would want Fields, ironically, is from his hometown of Atlanta. The Falcons need a quarterback. He fits that scheme perfectly. And maybe you get a two, maybe a low one. But now all of a sudden you got a quarterback, reset his contract, pick up an extra pick for Fields, and then you know go from there. Talk with Mike Tannenbaum, who joins us each week. And, Mike, it, you have also – I believe, if I remember right, it, when we've had conversations in the past, despite Aaron Rodgers' presence on the Jets roster and him committing at least verbally to two more seasons, not just one more year, you have said though, if the Jets have a, you got to take a quarterback, you got to be, you got to prepare for your future. They're going to be somewhere in the seven to twelve range when it comes to the draft, with, with depending on what happens in their last game. Do you still feel like they should be targeting a quarterback there, or should they go another direction, whether it's offensive line and, as others have suggested, maybe even another wide receiver? Yeah, they need a quarterback at some point for sure. Um, look, look at what the Cleveland Browns did this year, right? They, they got Joe Flacco and the rest of history. They had a great defense, played well all year, and the Jets need depth at the quarterback position. There's no way they could go into next season with – what's going to be a 41-year-old quarterback who hasn't played in two years coming off of an Achilles tendon injury and expect him to play in 17 games. If he does, awesome. That's great. Um, but you have to plan for the worst. And to me, you know, now you're getting into guys like probably Queen Ewers, J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. uh, someone in that 12 range um, that you're going to have to strongly consider. I think the other position, though, Allen, to me, like watching this team every week, they need another tackle. And, yeah. you know, Lakai Becton hasn't worked. And until you get that position fixed, it doesn't matter who's playing at wide receiver. Like, you have to solidify that line. Can you do that in this draft if you're out of the top five? Because it feels like the best two tackles will be gone by the time the Jets are on the board. Yeah, I think so. Guys like all from Notre Dame, that's probably going to be the third tackle. So there'll be some depth. Like, it won't be the top tackle for sure, but um, there'll be somebody that could come in. And, and to me, like, is it an upgrade over Becton? That's the question they're going to have to ask themselves. So, yeah. again, like to me, job one is quarterback depth out, and job 1A has to be the offensive line because, again, you hope uh, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but, again, he hasn't played, and even though he's been cleared medically, you know, the concern I would have is, is this a skill-diminishing injury? And hopefully from a Jet perspective, it's not. But that's why, you know, offensive line play is going to be critically important. As long as his brain isn't impacted, he's one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game. So that's what you're hoping is, you know, the, the, the physical tools might not be the same, but if the brain is still there, they should just be better uh, just, just by his presence alone. 
on the other on the other just around the league wise though Bart and I were talking about this yesterday and and I'm curious to get your thoughts on on the the Broncos situation with Russell Wilson and and as I said to Bart I don't blame them for wanting to get out of the deal. Like clearly, they just see him as this isn't working. It was a it's a bad country. We got to figure it out. But can you comment on the method and how they did it? And as the story's getting out, the agent said it was it was uh, basically going into the bye week. It was uh, Halloween. The agent reached out and they, they just wanted them uh, to to restructure the deal City, and everything yeah. else. Right? They just beat Kansas City. They, they they were just starting to come around, and then this happens. Can, can you just comment on on the 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 methodology of how this has gone down and how it was handled by the Broncos. Yeah, it really falls short of what you want your, you know, you want to be a championship franchise and everything you do from how you handle families, pregame, postgame. Like, I think all that really matters. And obviously how you approach your franchise quarterback, it matters. Because, again, your audience is the 52 other players, and they're saying, wow, if they do that to the quarterback, imagine how they're going to handle me. So right. those are hard conversations to have, but there's there's a way to handle it. And clearly, like, this is a divorce, you know, but I, I think you really have to be careful. And Sean, being to me, like, for him to say, well, I didn't really know about those conversations, like, Sean's in charge. He knows about everything, and he just has to eat it, own it, and just say, hey, we'll be better moving forward. We could have handled it better. But where it's really going to show up, guys, is in free agency when players have a choice well, some say, hey, I don't want to be a Denver Bronco. Now, do you blame them, though, for what – like again, you, the method was definitely fat-handed. Like, it was poorly done. But what you've seen out of Russ, do you say, like, well, you got to – like, if you were in that position, yeah, I'd be trying to get out of this deal, too. Yeah, of course, because, again, context is everything. Like, if Jared Stidham costs $5 million a year and Russell Wilson costs forty. I'd rather have the extra $35 million to go get other meaningful pieces like offensive linemen and receivers. So unless there's a quarterback that's a true difference maker, a Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burrow, they never leave the bill and you just pay the bill. But with a guy like Russell who's at this stage in his career, candidly, that's what Pete Carroll said. Pete Carroll said, you know what? Yeah. He's a good player, but I'd rather have Geno Smith mm-hmm. um, and save $30 million a year. I just – and – it's worked for them. You know, they've been able to rebuild their team on the fly. So every time we have these discussions, guys, context is so, so important. And I think the job that Seattle did, it should be really commended. See, I, I, I'm glad you said that because it's the one thing that bothers me about the NFL is it feels like, oh, well, this is now the new market for a quarterback. So the next guy up is going to make a ton of money. And it's like, well, but why? Like if you're I've, th- like in life, there's levels to everything. Right, like I just because I'm the next quarterback up, it doesn't mean I'm supposed to make a dollar more than what the last guy who got paid made. Like, like why? It goes back to the Daniel Jones thing. You had to give him forty million. You had to. Why? That's the going rate. Was he worth it? You know, that's what I and that's what I don't understand when it comes to salaries in the NFL. Is it why does it have to be that way? Why can't as a team you say, listen, we love you, but you are not in that realm. So we're not paying you that. Right. And we know no one else will either. But yet teams do. Yeah, it's totally fair. And you know, going back to Daniel Jones, you know, the other thing is they could just say, Hey, you know, we're gonna franchise you and hopefully you're gonna put together a couple of consecutive years of really good quarterback play. Yeah. Um, and you certainly could have done that as well. So who do you think, as we're heading into the last week of the season, we, we've seen some teams that have 
I think, you know, blown past expectations. I remember when the season started, Bart, we talked about the Rams. And Bart, didn't you say like they know the drill? Like they know what this year is about? This was, we thought, a reset year. Like we thought the F them picks was going to catch up to them yeah. and that they were going to well, just like, you know, they, they, they know the assignment, right? Well, but, one of them picks was a fifth round Puka Nakua. Who would have <laughs> saw that come? Who's going to win offensive exactly. rookie of the year? So what are we learning? So, Mike, what are we learning out of the from the L.A. Rams this season and what they've become, which is a playoff team? You know, quarterback play when it's at a high level, it's still worth it. And um, Stafford's played great. You know, obviously, as Bart just said, they hit on you know Puka Nakua. Um, let's face it; it's a down year. You know, yep, Tyron Williams, and it's a down year in the NFC. They have a really good coach. And that that matters. Um, now, it'll be interesting. You know, there's two unbelievable potential storylines heading into the playoffs, right? Joe Flacco heading back into Baltimore with a red hot Cleveland Brown team, and potentially Matt Stafford mm. playing finally a playoff game. No, for don't do it to my dad. As an LA <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> don't do I'd it almost, to my dad. I'll tell you what. I'd want to go to that game with Bart. I'd want to be in Detroit for this game. I might not even be able to watch it, man. Barry Sanders could show up. The prodigal son, the prodigal <laughs> son coming back and like giving us with. This is who you left me for. Now, now, as I ask you, what are we learning from the Philadelphia Eagles as they have been in a, a terrible tailspin here at the end of the year? What What are we learning from them? I I think they're the most high variance team out there. You know, on their A game, they could go out to San Francisco and beat them because um, they could really outscore anybody. But their defense is obviously a big concern. Not being able to get off the field is, is you know certainly. Um, a big concern, you know, they made the change at coordinator with Matt Patricia. That hasn't yielded results yet. So I'm surprised that they haven't played better on defense. It's the spine of their defense, the safeties, the linebackers that haven't tackled well. But with that said, like, look, Bart and I know, like, you get hot at the right time and stumble your way into a couple of playoff wins, and I think Eagles still have enough talent to do that. Curveball, what do you think of the Knicks trading for OG Ananobi? I like it. I mean, I think it's already paid some dividends, right? And to me, like, if you could acquire it, he should be part of their nucleus for a while. So I thought that was a really smart trade on their behalf. When you trade for a play, now, now you know the, the, the deal here. He, he can opt out at the end of this season. Last summer, he changed agents. He moved over to CAA, yep. and his agent yep. happens to be uh, the, the, the son of the Knicks team president, Leon Rose. So yeah. when you make yeah. a deal like this, can you let everybody know, are you like going, well, we hope to sign him, or do you kind of already have an idea that I'm going to give up a young asset in, in Emmanuel Quickly who's probably going to walk, and a young asset in R.J. Barrett who I'm trading an asset for an asset with no idea whether you can sign Ananobi you know, or what it would take to sign him uh, at the end of the season? Yeah, there, there's no doubt. Like Again, I expect him to be there for a while. Like You don't make that trade without – um, a really good sense of like this is a deal that's going to get done, and like why did it not get done last year? What can we offer now? And the fact that there's a father-son relationship, I think it, it is meaningful. And if we were sitting here a year from now, I can't imagine that he won't be part of the mix. See, Bart, how, how versatile is Mike Tannenbaum? Oh, man. I, I like out of no, we're talking NFL. A, NFL I throw a curveball NBA question at him. Not only is he prepared, yeah. he has perspective on it as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, you can you could have threw the show a tiny deferring to uh, twenty one hundred. Oh, we didn't even do that. 
and, and, Mike, that's and why, doesn't the, that. why doesn't the NBA do, why doesn't the NFL do that give out like 20 year contracts where they can prorate it and then say hey we'll pay you after the fact that's a great question what Otani did to help them get Yamamoto like we that's can't overlook Patrick Mahomes it, right? did. that's basically what Patrick Mahomes did 10 years nobody signs 10 year deals Mike yeah, you no, had to have loved that oh yeah absolutely and uh by the way, he knows how Bart's asking for a 20-year contract. Like, Alan, the first gift we gave him wasn't good enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they offered me a 20-year deal, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to work 20 years. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I work 10, and then you just pay me for the other 10 later? <laughs> I'll take hey, half but, now, half later. <laughs> but you know, you know what's crazy? We paid Bart for seven, and he played for five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but hey, you, know, you know what's crazy, Mike? You know, how many people are kicking themselves in the ass by the fact that they didn't uh, give up the two first-round draft picks for Lamar Jackson, especially the teams that had two um, first-round draft picks last year? Amazing. So true. Bart, it's such a great point. I mean, he's the best player in the sport. Like, hard stop. Like, if you had to go win a game today and you can have one player, it's Lamar. I mean, that was a good Dolphin team, and he dismantled them. In six days, he just dismantled the 49ers and the Miami Dolphins, and, you know, he's still young. And I think the biggest story going into the playoffs, guys, more than anything else is he's healthy and he's going to have time off. And they have to win two games at home to get to the Super Bowl. So, to me, guys, I, I, um, I think the MVP is open and shut, and, and you're right. I mean, I think there's a number of teams, starting with Atlanta, to sit here and say, like, we got Kyle Pitts, we got B. John Robinson. Imagine if we had this guy mm-hmm. as our quarterback. I mean, now, two ones would be like, uh, you know, easy to take. So if you're the Ravens with Dalvin Cook now available, does that make sense because of the injuries that you have at running back? Like, would you do that? Or do you think he hasn't Cleveland. shown me enough? Or Cleveland. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about the Ravens because yeah, he's I, right about the Ravens. The Ravens now got to do it in the playoffs. Like, they've got to – like, with, with Lamar where he is, it's time. Cut, like, cut Melvin Gordon. <laughs> like, what would you Bye do, Melvin. Mike? Would you do it if you were the Ravens? I don't know if I need to do that. You know, like Keith Mitchell got hurt, but like I think right now with Gus Edwards and Justice Just Hill, I, I don't know if we Yeah, I don't know if we need to do that. Okay. But what about what about the fit in Cleveland knowing that, you know, he was running all pros and pro bowls when he was in Skafanski's um offense in Minnesota? Would that yep. be a natural fit? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Look, he's gonna get scooped up by someone. I don't think there's any question about that. So, you know, we'll see how this plays out, but um if, I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm holding serve, but Cleveland could be a good fit. Mm, Mike knows something. He just doesn't want to tell us. Mike, All thanks right. so much. Great insight <laughs> as always. All the best. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. The Mike Tannenbaum Report. And it gave you a little NBA, a little Major League Baseball in there as well. So all around, as always, the report. Brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Call Sansone Auto Mall at 1-800-SANSONE. And all you got to do is mention Bart Scott. Now, why, Bart? Why would we just say your name? Oh, because you're going to pay what they pay. And you might get a little Bart cash on top of it. That's extra cheese on the taco. You get Bart's money, too. Benefit from exclusive employee pricing. You pay what they pay, and then they take some of Bart's money, and they give it to you as well. Hold on, wait. That is not how it works? Okay. Bart cash. All right, you know what's coming up. That's how it works on this show. Audio files coming up next. Aaron Rodgers. He's saying some things that's got some people mad. Some beef, Bart. Some beef coming up next. Stay with us. Bart and Hot, 98.7 ESPN.
Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Sports Desk. So we don't know where the Giants are going to be drafting after this season, but already plenty of intrigue and rumors and buzz about what could happen after this season, especially with the Bears having not only the number one pick, but their own pick as well. Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said, you know, if the Bears do decide to keep Justin Fields, trading up to number one would be a good idea. Even money that they keep Justin Fields plus one fifty that they draft a quarterback. So it's I mean it's right there. Well, I mean you said it though. Uh, I mean the fact that Eberflus is coming back, and then on top of that, what you could get for the first overall pick right now. You get three ones. And it sounds like I, I read an article yesterday that maybe what is saying a second or third round pick for Justin Fields. You're the Giants, Caleb Williams. You love them. This year's one, and the next two ones to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to, right? If that's your guy, yeah. I think you have to. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the choice in New York Sports Talk. It is the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. You are so close to the end, Bart. Right? You're so close to the end. Yes, and you just started. You ain't even got to the meat of yours yet. So we have to get to so the Knicks play tonight against the Bulls at the Garden, but it's an eight thirty tip off. Oh, you can get Levine. He's hurt. <laughs> He's been hurt. Don't matter. Get him. I'm not kidding. Get him at cheap. All set. I think the Lakers actually want him. Um, but it's an eight thirty tip. It's a late tip. And uh, it's also like it's it's side by side. We we have it on MSG, and I actually get the uh, pleasure of calling the game with uh, Kenny Albert tonight. Yes, does he say yes? Like he actually doesn't. Say- no, he doesn't. He has oh, his man. own. That's he has his own. You know, it's his. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, wouldn't it be hilarious <laughs> if, if rather than saying yes, whenever a player missed, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't count, and it's up, no. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> that actually Nope. Yeah, right. He just went nope. <laughs> I think Ruko does that. I think every if, if you miss this, I think Ruko will do like a nope. 
I think he does it like that, which is kind of funny. Anyways, it's side by side. The game's also on ABC. Oh. And so I'm just curious. And you can certainly let me know. 800 I'm going to your telecast. I'm going to your telecast. I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, like, 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 I, I understand people I like watching the casuals. national broadcast. No. And all the casuals, the casuals don't know the Knicks like you know them. But are you watching Are you watching me and Kenny and Rebecca Harlow? Are you watching us? Or are you going to put on ABC because you're a cake eater who likes, oh, it's national. I want to watch the national broadcast. No, come on. You watch with your family. That's what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. People you got a relationship with. People you've heard speak. Who know the team. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyways, we can discuss all that and more coming up later on, the game tonight, the matchups and all that other stuff. But right now, Bart Scott, it is time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. This is why Tom is so good at what he does because I bought him a little time and he gets it done. Because there's one clip that we needed to have that I wanted to begin with because yesterday... Aaron Rodgers, his weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show. And look, Aaron has said some interesting stuff. It's been entertaining. Early in the season, it's, it was really compelling because it was about the comeback and the injury and everything else. But now that we're kind of winding down, there's not a lot really to talk about that is not, that's going to make headlines, right? Like he's going to talk about the NFL and do all that stuff, which he did. But he also is getting into some other things. And he said something that – became news in a negative way. We all know, of course, the Je- Jeffrey Epstein stuff and the list, and everybody's talking about that in Hollywood right now. And so Aaron Rodgers on McAfee uh, made this comment that stirred a lot of controversy. Bring it up. Bring it up, Foxy or somebody back Seats there. Seats on it. We have Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The emblem put on the screen. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out. It's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people, cellar. Yeah. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. Ah, <laughs> All right. Yikes. So why would he bring up Jimmy Kimmel, who then, of course, well, well, a little backstory to it, yes. So Kimmel then went to Twitter and, like, was – angry and, and basically threatened legal action because he called it a reckless allegation and essentially said, I, I never met him never went on a boat with him never went anywhere with him don't know Jeffrey Epstein but when you look at it Kimmel Kimmel was the Kimmel was one of several people that were taking shots at Aaron oh, Rodgers the during the whole yeah during yeah. that whole thing and one of the things that he did say was Aaron is a Karen that's the fact of the matter. Mm. So he's taking shots at Aaron, and so Aaron probably looked at it as an opportunity to shoot back and thinking, hey, we all have our platforms and just having fun here. And, you know, Kimmel did not take it as funny. So this this is the first one that's gotten some issues, and so apparently comedian- McAfee this morning, today on his show then apologized for – starting the whole thing and leading Aaron into this into that kind of a comment uh, because there are some clean people – Clean up on aisle five. Yeah. Because uh, both ABC products, right? Yes, that is both correct. Disney products. Okay, yes. got it. We got to play nice. So you know, there, there's there, this has been going on. <laughs> well, but Aaron, 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 Aaron is a higher paid employee of ESPN than I am, so it's Jimmy Kimmel should have never said that about him. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers from ESPN alone makes more money than both of us. Yeah, it's probably. Uh, I don't know. I think Kimmel does pretty well. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is. You know, what I'm saying the mid one. You know what I'm saying? 
Huh? I don't know what you're saying, but we'll leave it Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers makes more from ESPN than both of us make from ESPN. Oh, you and me, you mean? Yeah. Exactly. Well, yes, that's pretty clear. <laughs> I think that's that's understood. But anyways, that is, um, that's out there. And, you know, look, Rodgers has, since he joined the Jets, it has been an amazing, not only representation of the franchise, but it has been... His personality, and I think he's been his appeal to me has gone up tremendously. And this is those things that you know kind of make you like pause for a second and go, "No, no, let's let's not see that guy." But when we're in this place of there's not much to talk about, we start talking about other things, and that's when opinions start coming out. So this happened, and it is kind of within the family. And uh, I know that a lot of outlets were reaching out to ESPN to ask questions about Rogers' future appearances on the show and everything else, and uh, the network had no comment, which also speaks in volumes. Meanwhile, mm. uh, we can now move on from that and into some other football things, including the, his Jets playing the Patriots in the final game of the season. We all know, again, that the, the streak that has gone on, the longest streak uh, in the NFL – where the Patriots have and Bill Belichick have beaten the Jets is what is it fifteen in a row? Yeah, heading to like, sixteen in a row. It's been a and so while that's on the minds of a lot of Jets fans wanting to put an end to that before the end of the season, for Bill Belichick, it's more about his future or does he care? This is from W E E I. Whatever success I have had, I've tried to go about my job the same way every week: win, lose, good years, bad years, whatever they are. Each week, get ready to go for that week. Do the best you can to help your team win. After that game, move on to the next one. And at the end of the season, that's the end of the season. How much do you believe that this could be the end for him in New England? Like, this could be the last game. And it's coincidental that it would be against the Jets, the team that he did not want to coach and then left New England to coach instead. And then, of course, a famous decision that has, you know, proved to be quite a success. It's just crazy, man, the fact that – you know, Bill Belichick could could be gone. But, I mean, I'm sure the same thing when you think about the end of the Chuck Knoll coming off of four titles, right? Chuck Knoll and his four titles. You think about, um, you know, what happened there with Don Shula. You look at Joe Gibbs. Well, Joe Gibbs burnt out. That was a different uh, thing. But, you know, like I say all the time, either die the hero or see yourself live long enough to become the villain. And I think he's becoming more of the villain type. And you have to ask yourself, okay, we gave you an opportunity to develop a young quarterback. You went out and we drafted you one saying that, hey, it wasn't more about you. It wasn't as much about Tom Brady as it is you. And, you know, you had success the first year with him, but you've broken this kid to the point where he won't even see another contract. We always talk about you have to be able to sign your first rounders, you know, to second right. contracts. Right. Well, Matt Jones won't make it. He won't even make it to the end of the duration of the first contract. And they're in position to draft another one. My point. So you have to ask yourself, do you trust him to be at 70 or whatever to be able to to build the oldest coach in the, in, in the league? Will he be able to be around long enough to see it through with another young quarterback? And if yeah. that's the case, it's time to start with somebody that's young that can grow for the next 15, assuming, assuming that you get it right at the quarterback position this time. It is something to watch. It'll be a big story up there in New England as the Jets and the Patriots play 1 o'clock on Sunday in um, the final game of the season. But will it be the final game for Bill Belichick with the Patriots? And and then, of course, where does it go from there? Um, 
Robert Sala, who makes his weekly appearance on the K Show, I found this to be interesting. So you remember after the loss last week, Rich Samini famously asked him why he seems like he's not, he doesn't show a lot of anger and emotion, right? And then he famously said that, what do you want? Actually, this was this was the response here, which is... Do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? Right, that's the famous response, which then leads us to the guys on the K show, which I thought was a, a really good question is, you know, we remember Robert Sala with the 49ers and on the sideline. I mean, as he was as animated as they came, a very passionate guy, as we know. And so the guys asked him why he's not as animated with the Jets, as we've seen him with the Niners. What people took from animation in San Francisco was celebration. I always celebrate with our team, always. But in adverse situations, I'm talking to coaches to try to figure out how we can get the player in the right headspace so he doesn't make a mistake again. I've never undressed a player in the public's eye. I always held it back for team meetings and and closed doors. If animation means yelling at players and putting on a show, I apologize for the lack of showmanship. It's just not going to happen. It's never been my style, even in San Francisco, where all the passion and fire... That narrative was created. It was more in celebration, playing great defense, getting takeaways, getting stops, and celebrating with the guys and on all the work that they put in to see them have that success. I'm always going to be the first one to jump up and down for them, aside from their family, I guess. I tell you what, I actually think that's what you see from when he's coaching the Jets, too. When things went w- go well, he's all over the place. Yeah, but we, when it's going poorly, ran, yeah. he's like, you could see it, his, his eyes are burning. Right? Now... You could also take what he said there about undressing players publicly and showmanship as a shot at Brian Dable, but I don't think that was intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because, you know, Brian, Brian does that. He doesn't even care. Yeah, I don't think he gave them strays. It's, no. There's no, yeah, it's, it's nothing to see here with that. No, no, no strays there at all. But but still, you know, solid to be fair. Solid still with the Jets when, when they're a great place. He's jumping up and down and losing his mind. Like, we see the passion – but when things go the other way, which a lot of times it has happened this year in his in his first three years as coach, you know, all you see is like he looks like he's smoldering, like he's 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 furious, but he just keeps a straight face. He keeps it in. I don't know how healthy it is, but that's really how it's been for him. <laughs> now, on the Giants side of things, Saquon Barkley in emotions, right? He's just speaking today, and this again, just like could this be the last game he plays as a Giant? You know, what happens? Is he going to get franchised and everything else? So let's first get into uh, whether or not he would explore free agency. For me, it wouldn't be more of just seeing what the market would bring. I'm confident in myself that you know, I feel like if that did come to a situation where I, I did hit over market, that I would be able to show what I would be able to bring to another team. And I also want to continue to show what I'm able to bring to this team too. A fresh start crossed my mind. You know, I guess anybody, you know, when you look at the season, the way it, it, it went, I feel like everybody would want a fresh start. Not just saying like somewhere else, but just a clean slate. But that's how I look at it to be honest so if I did help him hit the over market hey that's you know that's how that was God's plan was for me to go to another get another opportunity and to continue to try to create a legacy for myself with my football career well I'll tell you what Bart like like he's a guy that if you remember the the belief is that they came to him before the trade deadline and gave him the opportunity you know we can move you if you want to move mm-hmm. and he said no he wanted to stay so now it of course leads to okay you stayed for a season that went nowhere and you still could be they where the Giants say, we're going to move on without you. We don't want to pay you. So, as I mentioned, 
Sunday could be the last game he plays as a Giant, and so he was asked if he thought about that. No, obviously, you know, that's that's a possibility. A lot of, a lot of that's out of my control. So for me, I kind of just try to keep the main thing the main thing. And like I said, the, the biggest thing is this locker room and this team is going to be completely different next year. So cherish the moments and go out there and try to go off on a high note. What do you feel? Do you, do you, do you think he's lying to himself and to us or that, you know, the, his deep down he knows I'm not going anywhere? Because um, they I can't think, franchise uh, him. Yeah, um, well, they can because he didn't put that in his contract. Right. That they can't franchise him. Yeah, exactly. They can. Um, but for me, I'm thinking about um, now that Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor has kind of taken themselves out of the market. Where would Saquon Barkley fit on the market when you think about now who's going to be out there? Dalvin Cook's going to be out there. We know that his stock is down. And let's see what DeAndre Swift does mm-hmm. in this in this offseason because a team like Dallas, like I said before, could see that, hey, you know, Pollard is not a every-down guy. We need to get balance out here. You know, so King Henry is going to be available. And so you think about King Henry and you also think about Saquon Barkley and what they can mean in value as far as being a team's finishing piece. I don't know why I see Derrick Henry so much in, like, a Baltimore Ravens uniform. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you talk about, you know, <laughs> smash and dash, man. Yeah. With him and, 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 and the Walker kid coming back, I can see Derrick Henry just, like, man, really – Personality fits, yeah, doesn't like, it? Like, come on, man. Like, this dude playing defense on offense, man. They beating the hell out of us over here. <laughs> Ref, what the hell are we doing? But Saquon Barkley, you know, value is going to be out there. Let's see if somebody has a renewed value, you know, for – and I always feel like it, it depends on what guys like Christian McCaffrey does in, like, the playoffs, right? Usually when a team wins and their best player is a certain position, that position gets a little boost, a little shot in the arm, so to speak. Well – Again, we asked this question last year. We find ourselves asking it again. And for Saquon Barkley, he is remain loyal to the franchise. But as Derek Jeter once famously said, loyalty one way is stupidity. That is Audio Files. 800-919-3776 is the number. We continue. We've got the Power Hour coming up. Get into the Knicks. The Knicks play the Bulls tonight. And Bart Stradamus makes an appearance as well. Also, your call. Stay with us. Barton Hot, 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton Han, power hour coming up here momentarily. Metropolitan Entertainment welcomes Tool to Madison Square Garden for two nights, Friday, January 12th, Saturday, January 13th. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Scroll down to contests and submit your entry. It's that easy. You should have the app already on your phone. It makes no sense not to have it because you could take us everywhere you go and easily enter into these contests. Anyways, uh, Tool at the Garden is brought to you by Metropolitan Entertainment. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Now, coming up, we're going to get into the Knicks play the Bulls tonight. 
we saw the debut of OG and Anobi, and it went perfectly well. Like it went as 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 well as it could possibly go. When you consider they won the game, they beat the best team in the West, and his defense and three point shooting were a big part of it. But now where do they go from here and what do we need to see more of? And you get a Bulls team that's going to be tired coming off a back-to-back. Can the Knicks get themselves on a run right now where they could start to really climb back into the top of the East standings where they've had a little bit of a drop-off? So Knicks conversation coming up in, in a few minutes. But Bart, did you see the story involving Panthers owner David Tepper? Yeah, like it's so he's a bad look. He has to know somebody's always watching. $300,000 fine mm-hmm. um, for being caught on video throwing a drink <laughs> in the direction of Jaguars Doom fans ball. from his suite in his own stadium. Like, like you know fans in your own building. You know what's crazy, man? Like, like I think it was Jacksonville fans, though, that he Oh, was. I'm sorry. You're right. It was at Jacksonville. My bad. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that's Jaguars fans to- who, are, who are mocking him is, is right. Yeah, because he was throwing. He was first, I thought he threw at his own fans who were just mad at him because the team sucks. <laughs> Sell the team. You yeah, suck. no. Listen, I don't know why from him I, I'm getting so much Cohen type of energy. Right, both of the guys are by far the richest. Twenty owners. billion dollars value. Yeah, yeah, both by far. Both of these guys are the richest guys in comparison to owners in there, and I feel like you know they're trying so hard and they took the bad wrong advice. He more he he went out and spent so much money to bring in, um, who's the coach? Um, can't think of his name right now. He they, they he he went out and Matt Rule paid all oh, his yeah. money for Matt Rule. Yeah. Thought that was going to be able to change today. Mm-hmm. You know, came out, made the decision, say, okay, let's mortgage the future and let's give up everything for the number one pick. Let's get our quarterback right. Try to bring Cam Newton back. Let's bring. Let, let's go out and get our quarterback. And he picked wrong. And, you know, for everybody out there that I believe that he's the one that wanted Bryce Young and not C.J. Stroud. That's the, that, that's the report. And, and so yet, yet, he's an aggressive owner, it's clear. Right. And sometimes, like, he, 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 it's like, it's like what they say. It's better to move correctly than it is to move fast. And he's, move, he's moving fast. And he's not making right decisions. And, you know, that's another example of him moving fast, not understanding that they're always watching. That somebody's always recording. That is right. Now, and, now let's just point this out. So he bought the team in 2018 for 2.75 billion. He has fired three coaches in season right. in that time. Frank Reich, the latest this year after a one in ten start. They have been brutal. Like since he took a 31 and 67 under under his ownership. So you can understand the frustration. Now again, they've been throwing, super aggressive too. That's the issue. They've been super aggressive and making these like rash fast decisions and bringing people in and making moves which is why if you're if you're making that comparison to steve cohen a guy who also has super deep pockets and is very passionate and all that stuff the one thing that maybe is redeeming about cohen is that while in the beginning he came in he was throwing money around and trying to bring in you know obviously the verlanders the scherzers and stuff like that what he is doing since then though is backing off now he's saying, well, let's but maybe we a, need to do this different. It's taken about three years, though. But uh, look, right? I'd rather be a hypocrite than somebody that yeah. stays the same, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like like learning from the mistake and saying, uh, you know what, we tried this, that ain't working. Let's let's now do a little smarter. You, you know what's you know what's bugging me? Something's what's bugging, bugging me? What's I'm trying to listen to you and look in your little husky eyes. You know what I'm saying? Your blue eyes, whatever they are today. But man, we we I feel like we need to go to Tino because I I feel like he needs some smoke. 
All right, well, we got the power hour. We're going to get into the Knicks conversation. So if you want to get in line on the Knicks right now, it's 800 3776 you, 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 got, you got this one break to get your facts together because I feel like you're going to get you, you, you mess with the, with the dog, you're going to get the fangs. <laughs> we shall see. But certainly a lot more to get to. The power hour coming up next. But before we get there, I do have to tell you the NFL regular season's wrapping up. But there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and that's the best way to find popular parlays. And there's so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Allen and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 and older and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem. Call one 877 hope or text hope y 467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Sports Desk. So we already know the GM, the head coach, the offensive coordinator. They're all coming back. And the quarterback, he certainly will be back next year for the Jets as well. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Aaron Rodgers will fight to keep the status quo. This is what he craved in Green Bay. That's right. And he knows. Control. Right, which he has now. He doesn't know what's going to happen if they bring in a new head coach, if he's going to get the same kind of leeway he has now to do but whatever the hell he wants. isn't that the problem, that you're letting a four, soon-to-be 41-year-old quarterback? Well, not soon, but I mean when the well, season gets going. Well, it just speaks to the desperation, and it also speaks to the fact that he's a four-time MVP that's won a Super Bowl. I think you answered the question, though. It speaks to the desperation. Right. Well, that's what this is. We all know uh, what it was. Yeah. No, I get it. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's The Choice in New York Sports Talk. It is The Michael K Show, and it's only here. 98.7 FM, the all-new ESPN New York app. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.